What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the Deception After Show. We missed you. We missed you. We have a great show for you tonight. We have the amazing executive producer. We're talking kidnapping. We're talking crazy exes. We're talking that kooky mystery woman. Stay tuned and come back for more, people. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I love the music on this show. Ah, I do, I do. It brings up the rock and roll in a system. <laughs> All right, what's up, party people? I am your host, Erica Edwards, and we have an amazing, amazing panel for you tonight. And I would like to allow everyone to introduce themselves. But first, we have an amazing guest tonight. It's Chris Fedak, the show creator. So come on, introduce yourselves, everyone, and let's get this popping. I'm uh, Chris Fedak. Uh creator of Deception, and I'm excited to be here. This is thrilling. This is exciting. Hey, guys. I am Shay Jones. And I'm Cherry Davis. All right, you guys. So to get this popping and moving quickly, we have two episodes. They took a week off, and then they came back blockbusters, gang banging. So we're going to start with episode six, but, you know, it was kind of a fun, a bit of a feeler, but fun, fun, fun. We're going to go through that as quickly as we can because I'm dying to talk about episode seven because I am team Jonathan from day one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Before we go there, let's talk about episode six, Black Art and um, Cameron's crazy ex, or really Cameron was the crazy ex. All right, you guys, what were your overall thoughts about episode six? Let's start in the general. I thought it was nice that for a guy they'd still be that, not obsessed, but like just wanting to make things right in his past relationship, even though it was also so sad. It really was. I'm just like, wow, it's nice to see a guy go through this once in a while. It really is appreciative. <laughs> yes, there are men stalkers. They they do that on occasion. Oh, he's not, not a he's stalker. Not a no, he just he got hurt. You know? No, Jordan like blocking her. him. He yeah. can't stalk what he can't find. And once yeah. you get a taste of sweet chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one thing I have really loved about this series is that it has definitely crossed all sorts of color lines as far as dating. And every week when we're like in the prison, I'm always like, there are no race gangs in this prison. <laughs> like, the gangs in the prison are very diverse. Mm-hmm. So two thumbs up for that. Um, so I really like that this episode gave us a background into a little bit more of Cameron's love life because like he had that one night stand, I mm-hmm. think so far, mm-hmm. and he kind of threw a few shots at Kay, but that didn't really go anywhere. So he doesn't seem to have a love interest and finally we found the one that got away the one that he still loves which i think is why he hasn't really made a connection with anyone but she's moved on to a billionaire so that's not gonna happen (laughs) it happens i just kept thinking of bring it on when i saw him (laughs) just like yay i bring it on let's do it i mean he did a great job playing the billionaire and everything i'm like bring it on (laughs) that's all i got cool cool so cam's ex gets kidnapped and well first she gets robbed and then that's when he kind of comes in to uh interview her and that's i mean you know what i'm saying i would be crazed (laughs) if i had been robbed and now here is my crazy ex-boyfriend interviewing me like he's not a stalker but that's a little attached because he doesn't usually do robberies so um but it was interesting how you know they're interviewing her and then eventually uh they're going to interview her assistant because it's mm-hmm. always an, it's always an inside job. Always the assistant. Always, always the assistant. <laughs> well, I can't blame her. She couldn't get over the fact that he kept his secret twin brother a secret. 
I mean, I'd be kind of upset about that. Especially when she was accusing him of having a girlfriend. I don't know. Okay. Breaking up with him. I don't know. I would have like, taken a month to like, get over <laughs> my feelings about the fact. Okay. I, I would have been relieved the fact that it wasn't another girl. That I would have been relieved about. Okay. But you just kept a secret brother for however long we dated. I need a month or so. To not, like, want to hit you every time I see you. But, I mean, you have to also realize, going back to, like, Eddie Murphy, you know what I'm saying? There were probably times where she saw him, and he was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> and she was like, but I saw you. We looked at each other. <laughs> and I saw you with that girl. Yes. And he was like, it wasn't me, though. <laughs> and he just left it there. So I can see how that would definitely well, I would need more information about that. Because I don't feel like it was a situation like, oh, I saw you, but it wasn't you. Like, <laughs> Like, everyone don't think it was that. Yeah, then now, years later, she's like, oh, it really wasn't him. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm with a billionaire now. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. I love that you guys are reviewing the show in front of me. This is fantastic. I, I object. I object. Is he based off of Elon Musk with that whole tech genius kind of difficult to deal with? Uh, absolutely, yeah. No, I thought I, I wanted to do it. Uh, uh, you know, Elon Musk, you know, you know, young Steve Jobs, you know, that kind of vibe of like. In truth, the pilot I wrote the year before this one was about a billionaire who solves crimes, and so I was like, I want, oh, I wanted to do wow. my version of that too, even though okay. that turned into other shows. I wanted to get. I wanted to get. They keep get, pitching that one. That's I know. Good. I know. I would love that. It was show. a great pilot, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, it was called Backup. Yeah, uh, but so, but here's the thing. It's like. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to have someone essentially that when you look at Cameron, you're like, oh, "This guy's great. He's fantastic. He's rich. He's smart. He's all these things." But this guy's better. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's better. Yeah. Right. And right. Jesse also was like, he sh- "He's a leading man. He's like, hey, we needed somebody who could also come in and like you were like, oh, he, he will have his own show. You know, it's like it will be next year or whenever. But like, he's so fascinating and interesting to watch, and he's also funny. Like you said, bring it on. It's like, you know, it's like you need someone who can do that, who can do like light comedy, but also the intensity and the scares and. He was fun. It was great, and so that that episode very much depended on Cameron and and um, uh, and um, Rafe to have this kind of connection over someone that you know only one of them will have in the end. I know, and then he, I like how he kind of you know he accepted. Okay, you're in love with somebody else. You know, he saved your life. You know, I, I jumped yeah. on the car for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't your man that jumped on the car and got you, but okay. We're good though, you know, being in love with the billionaire. That's my fa- that was my that was that was that was like there's a certain point in a, in a show where you let, you start to work on it and you're like you're it's up on the board and you're trying to figure out what to do and it was him on top of the car where I was like oh it has to be oh, we have to do this episode and and then when Rafe t- says you know when when it's like he has to tell you know her that I didn't save you it was the other guy and then. Rafe being a moron it's like emotional moron is like tell her that I love her and I'm like it's right. like ah oh, it's the pain like, that's the agony of that her ex right now really you really want me to say this it, yeah. it's, it's weird because as a writer it's like you know Jack Cutmore Scott is wonderful not, and not yeah. only is he great on the show he's also a wonderful human being just sweet and nice and just just delightful and I, for me it's just I want to be as cruel to him <laughs> I want to hurt him and it's wow. like we have done so many crazy things this year and it's like I'm just assuming that he's waiting for the point where he can destroy me but he we hung him upside down we did all this crazy stuff oh and yes then, exactly yeah. and we and then this this scene was like I want to you want to see you want to see Cameron's struggle and suffering <laughs> so, and that was why I we have to do this you want to do that as a year, I uh, don't want to bring it on. Bring it on the criticism. <laughs> no, because no, like I felt so bad for him. Like, because yes. like obviously the dad just royally messed them up. Their childhood was obviously not normal. 
No. Even though normal is overrated, but <laughs> um, there's a lack of structure because mm-hmm. they're living as one person for two people, and that's kind of messed up, especially when you're twins and you need mm-hmm. your own identity. Mm-hmm. I just really found that. Yeah, I want to find love, man. Yes, we do. That's, <laughs> all, that's all I want. Now, that's one, the moral. One thing I do want to get to on this episode was um, the storyline behind her kidnapping. So the, um, what's the boyfriend's name? Ra- Ra- Rafe. 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 Rafe Williams. had this um, kind of like Cameron. He's like, I soaked it magic, so I tried to make things real. So he had this technology that... Um, his his partner. Now this is what I found because I've also do the um, show the after show for Black Mirror, and there was a similar theme. Mm. There's always in Silicon Valley. There's like the person that's like the face, like the Steve Jobs, and then there's the person who's actually behind the scenes, <laughs> mad that does all the real work. Mm-hmm. And so I loved in this episode how that guy was like, "Oh yeah, uh huh. I know mm-hmm. this ain't never gonna work. I told you it ain't gonna work. You had me working all these hours. Now I'm gonna get you." And um, so and so. Interesting that you kind of it was quick, but I really liked that dynamic of the storyline because everybody always thinks that it's like this one superstar in Silicon Valley, and consistently there's a storyline where it's like someone behind who is really the nerd and is still being abused as the nerd, <laughs> even though he's a billionaire now. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was an interesting dynamic, I thought, to the underlying story of her kidnapping. I thought that was interesting. I loved how. He made him sell the idea to the foreign nationals <laughs> as like an mm-hmm. extra humiliation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're angry. Mm-hmm. You're so angry. Yeah, and but then, when it doesn't work, they're going to come back for him. And get you. <laughs> but then I didn't like the fact that they're framing the poor guy with the great black paint in the in the like. <laughs> yes, I did not like that either. I was like, here's the poor little guy in his little tin like garage making great things. Okay. And <laughs> that paint was amazing. And he's like getting used. Yes, by uh, the billionaires. Yeah. It wasn't a very nice homicidal plan. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny, and I based a lot of that on the was it was the you know the Steve Jobs book. It's like they talk about the reality distortion field, and I've always found that fascinating. Of like you know essentially you need a person who pushes everyone, and they create this reality distortion around them. But it's always going to be hundreds of people around you. It's like there are thousands that are helping to make this thing possible. Any TV show, like I can come in here and pretend to be the super genius that created everything. <laughs> and I did, mostly. mostly but like, you know, course. for instance, there's so many great people that are working on this show. For instance, like this one was written by Sam Sclaver, who's just one of our funniest writers. And and it was just, it was, it was so great to have someone who came from the comedy world to do this episode. So much of that pain you're talking about it comes through. So, you know, it's, you know, it's about... Who are the other people that help make the thing possible? I liked how they highlighted each of the supporting characters. How Gunter's walking to the um, warehouse and he sees those two black guys and he's like, <laughs> he's "Yeah, like, I got so what's up?" <laughs> and the other two black guys, as they walk away, is like, "He's like, why are you? What's going on with you?" And I was like, Gunter does have major swag. He has. Yeah. He does. He, also partially like in his own mind a serial killer. Like I love, <laughs> I love him every week. I'm like I'm like you know what? If he didn't do magic, he'd be killing people. <laughs> but I love that about him, and I think it adds a little bit of a darkness. He's like, well, if this if this don't work, I got a knife, which is always <laughs> handy. Yeah. Vinny Jones is outrageous. He's amazing. So much yeah. of that is pure Vinny. It's a combination of Vinny and just and the character. And so, like, you're always like, oh, what's he about to do? <laughs> Fingernails. Yeah. I know. And poor little Jordan just seemed so scared in the hood. I'm not going to lie. He looked totally terrified. Like, let's just get out of here. 
Um, so yeah, so on the Jonathan side of things for episode six, Jonathan, now this is another thing with Jonathan and his whole prison world. Mm. Okay, so Jonathan gets this like dope for prison workspace. Okay. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, and the gangs aren't going to be after him for this. Okay, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Well, it works, study. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to know. They Maybe they don't know where it is or whatever. They might so, find out. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm hey, like, you just I'm ruined like, something. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so Jonathan is working on the, um, the cipher so he can figure out the code that the mystery woman left with Bishop. And so, uh, and so now that we have this scene, like I am so loving, obviously, Jonathan, Dina, and Mike. So Jonathan is trying to figure out the code, and he's like, I need Houdini's book. Mm. Really, the book from Houdini. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, Dina, he calls Dina, and this is another thing. Like, this is the only time Jonathan has had... Um, like a hard time making two phone calls in a row because usually Jonathan's just ringing people up. So we, that was interesting. I was like, oh, this is almost like really prison. So, okay, so Jonathan, <laughs> so Jonathan um, calls Dina and is like, bring me the book and maybe you can come too, boo. And so she comes and she brings like Mike. And so this is their first sort of awkward interaction, which I thought, which I loved, because it's like, wait, who is this, and why did you bring him <laughs> to our private meeting? So I loved that scene, because um, then we kind of, and that goes through the next episode, but I love the whole triangle between Dina, Mike, and Jonathan. That's like to die for. I love, love, love it. It's so, it, it was one of those scenes in episode three where we were like, okay, we had a scene between Lenora and Amaudi, and... We're like, uh, let's let's see what we have. And I was like, whoa, chemistry's coming off the screen. Like, yeah, <laughs> gangbusters. And then in episode five, we have our first Lenore, um, scene between Lenora and Jack, or um, uh, between Dina and, and, and Jonathan. And I was like, oh, there's really great tension here, too, which is always interesting when you have a, an actor playing two different two different parts, and there's right. different chemistries with different people. It's fascinating. And so, at least to me. And then, and then you know, the, the tension was so great that when we got to that scene, it just like jumps off the page. And like, yes. Dina and Mike are just, you know, incredible. It's like, and that's so Dina much about it. Jonathan, though. Yeah, yes. good, good. I, I don't know. Pain. I don't know Here who I'm pain. like trying to decide on who I want more. I, I know. It's, it's, it's going to be tough. I think uh, we're going to have to have a vote for the people <laughs> out there, you guys. So that's going to be coming up. Um, but yeah, so. Jonathan, you know, used the cipher. And so we close episode six with Jonathan calling Cameron because he's realized that Cameron is the next target of the mystery woman. And that's how we open up episode seven, 99 to fool one. And um, at that point, uh, yeah, Cameron does <laughs> find out, yeah, I'm about to be kidnapped because he <laughs> runs into the mystery woman and he's kidnapped. So what do you guys, what are your overall um, impressions of episode seven? My questions. How did you know I was going to be at this exact alley at this exact time <laughs> that for you to come around the door and be like, oh, hey, Cameron, memory spray, knock you out. Um, those are just the questions I have for her. I think she's awesome, but I still need, I need to answer that, Chris. Oh, <laughs> how, well, did know, how did she know it's going to be that exact alley? Oh, that, <laughs> they're, they're pushing that way? No, it's like, well, from my, from my perspective, it's like, you know, you know, they've been tracking him for a while. So this was by design and that the the whole idea of like, I, I, maybe I'm the only person, but when I was watching that Pokemon thing happen a couple of years ago, I was on Legends of Tomorrow and it's the, not the coolest writer's room. You know, so everybody would be like, all of a sudden, where are we going? What's going on? It's like, well, there's, there's like a Pikachu somewhere. And, you know, it's like people run out of the room. And, um, uh, and, like the, and I was like, this is crazy. 
So my thought there was that, like, you know, if you could control people in this way, which is they're playing a game and they're supposed to be in one place where, you know, and they all show up, you could definitely push some, somebody to one place that you want them to be. So it would require a bit of orchestration, but if you controlled where the Pokemon was, you know, I think you could do almost anything. And that's all she needed, him just to be split off. I just love, I love the fact that he, like, you use the Pokemon Go reference in the sense, only because, like, I wish there was a Harry Potter version of Pokemon Go. I would play that all day long. Warner Brothers is here. We'll be on, uh, right on that yes. point. Yeah. Warner yes. Brothers, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter Pokemon Go version, please. Yeah, I love the, um, I haven't yet, I have a co-worker who loves Pokemon Go, and she plays, like, every day at lunch to this day. Oh, wow. Like, it's still a thing with her, and they're, like, groups and stuff. So I love that aspect of the game. And um, I love the fact that, we finally see Kay's emotional attachment to Cameron. Because mm. she's, I mean, you can tell she's growing attached, but they're, you know, and they haven't clicked, but it isn't until he's finally, you know, until he's missing that she's like, no, he's one of us. We have to find him. And it was interesting. You guys went a little hard on NYPD Blue right there. Yeah, They were just like, what? We can wait for another few more days. We don't need to look right now. We good, we good. And, um, but they got it together. And so, uh, you know, so they so they go to this queue. So now this whole episode is like about ciphers and puzzles, and uh, Jonathan. Mm. Yes. So Mike is like, okay, you need an, an illusionist to find an illusionist, and so they go to spring Jonathan, which to me, you know, was great because I love Jonathan. Pretty easy. They're like, okay, yeah, we're getting them out. We're the FBI. This is what we do. And get them out of there. Cold, by the way. There was some really great paperwork scenes we had about them getting the 48 hours release. And then we had a good bureaucratic like, like, scene where exactly. the FBI agreed with state. And it was wonderful. Was but like, we cut it. I don't know why. You're like, we only have an hour, Erica. What you want? And so, um, it was a time cut. Yes. And then, again, I love that you guys were like, look, it's Jonathan. We know he's getting out of prison, but he's going to be dressed well. Like, oh, it, it, <laughs> that's it, important. Going back to the thing, I was like, this episode had to have the scene, had to have the big metal door open up and Jonathan to walk out. And here's the thing is that when you shoot in New York City, you shoot in real prisons. Oh, nice. yeah, which is really? Are you joking with no, us? No, no, really, no, really. But the crazy, that's so cool. The crazy thing was that we, it was because of just the way the shooting worked, we had to go around to a couple different prisons to shoot. I did it once, and I was like, I'm not. This is because <laughs> it's intense. It's never been yeah. around much prison. Happy, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, you know, so it's just like so. The so it was a it's like my prisoners give out Snickers bars. Come on, guys. <laughs> that's nice what happens, people. right? <laughs> This is scary already. I'm well, no, first you get beat down, and then you get your sneakers bar. I know. I will say I loved that. I was like, oh, he's in the gang now. He's eating the Snickers. I love it. I love it. I, I love it. Tessa, he is not. He just beat him down to prove that he could fight, and nobody can mess with me. And, and I'm taking right. his Snickers. It. He and, took it. And he I feel it. like he decided to join the gang because mm. he needs his peoples, and he's eating his Snickers. Okay, mm. but, but but time will tell. Time will say. We'll say something for projections, people. Um, but when he's in the prison, they all need to get along, and I think that is when they need some counseling. They need almost like a big sister. <laughs> and so I say, if you want to have fun, learn and grow in all areas of your life. For those who do, have we got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menunos. Podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menunos features celebrity and influencer interviewers, along with secrets and tips on how to better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menunos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was us who sent you there. 
the team of deception. Yeah. Guys, it's free. Comedy <laughs> <laughs> things in LA are free. Exactly. Exactly. Take exactly. the advice. Exactly. And you know dating out here is hard. That's really all I have to say. And um, <laughs> it's, Except yep. for our girl. She has two men right now. That is true. Dina, uh, Dina got them coming from both sides. Oh, uh, Dina. Yes. I love it because I feel like her and Jonathan have such a great like connection. But then her and Mike, too, I'm just like, dang it. I, I'm really team Jonathan. I'm so mm. sorry, Mike. I'm really team Jonathan. Uh-huh. I am, too. It yeah, like, but, doesn't end up the way I want it to. Well, I don't guys. know. I mean, I mean, I, mean I'll, I don't know. I haven't quite decided. But what I really liked um, in this episode which, because I always feel like we get more and more, we don't see enough of Jonathan. So I was loving this episode. Mm. But it was so interesting to see how the actor brought in the sort of differences in the, you know, because we don't see Cameron at all. So it's all about Jonathan. And I love the fact that he never called Mike by his actual name the whole time. <laughs> he was Matt <laughs> or Mark so, or passive aggressive. And, I loved it. And um, so that whole sort of wry sense of you know his sort of drier humor I really liked and it was in in the way he sort of brought a little bit of darkness to it and um, so that was really cool and so he's solving the puzzles and he's so cerebral he's just Cameron is brilliant in his own right but Jonathan has his own brilliance that he brings to um, to every episode that he's in so in this one he's solving um, they go to the Q house the mansion and right at the last minute (laughs) let's go to an island that has an asylum because we don't want to get murdered I'm sorry. I'm just like, I can't. I'm like, this is un-American. This is un-African-American. I'm sorry. I just can't. I mean, I don't know. If I had downloaded that app on my phone, I'd be like, look, I'm going to get to that top room because I'm smart Mm -hmm. and I'm getting my five million points and hopefully a cruise or whatever. And a prize, whatever the prize is. No, the prize is probably like a doll, like in the shape of a cute girl. Like those prizes are usually interesting. Then me, un-African-American, you ain't going to find me. (laughs) (laughs) And so so at the end of this um, scene, um, Jonathan solves the Rockefeller mystery that you know that, um, and he gives it to the mystery woman, and he's chasing her. And at the end, he's about to shoot her. And then that's when Kay, Kay, like is the solo queen always, but Kay, <laughs> <laughs> Kay she's always like someplace by herself. Like I don't need backup. I got this. Not well, <laughs> Like she, who's she gonna call? <laughs> They're on an island, exactly. and they had to have invites. Exactly. So Kay gets out there. So is Jonathan is about to shoot the mystery woman. Kay is about to shoot Jonathan. And boo, Jonathan is going back to prison, we think, for a moment. So what did you guys think? Did you guys think he was really going to shoot her? I didn't really think he was going to shoot her. Oh, I think he was going to shoot her. He's angry. I don't think he would have shot shot her. It wasn't going to be a shot to kill. Definitely be a shot to injure. Yeah. And I would have been totally fine with that situation. I just want to see her like fall into the ocean. Because <laughs> like, she almost seems like almost too perfect. And it's just like, I really want somebody to knock that smirk off your face right now. I really appreciate it they did it. She's smirky, Miss Smirky Steen. She mm. deserves to be just smacked. And I normally do not say physical violence is the answer, but. Physical mm, violence is the answer against in Mr. Coleman. Because she's the just. Because I, I, I'm trying to figure out. We have theories as to why she's mm. so angry with them. Mm. I personally think she's either A. Their illegitimate half sister, mm. <laughs> and she's like, "How dare you spend time with Daddy? He abandoned me." Mm. Or their father did something to her father, causing her father to go to jail unfairly, and she's taking revenge. And where is their dad and their mom? Are they dead? I think mom might be dead. I think I'm we're assuming. gonna see. I don't know. I know there's an episode later where there's like they're twins. They're like younger, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll see the dad later, right? You will see the dad later. Yay! <laughs> you will see the dad later. Yeah. Yay, yeah. yay, 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 
because we do want to um, find out a little bit more about that history about them. Um, I'm gonna be really parent. stoic and quiet right now at this moment, but I don't want to ruin anything. But yeah, we do have we do get into some fun parenting and bad parenting coming up, <laughs> mostly in the past. <laughs> okay, so basically, we come down to the uh, the kind of closing scenes where it's a jewelry heist, so it's the action-packed drama um, that we get at the closing of an episode. And so uh, the mystery woman's going to steal this, you know... Link's diamond. Link's diamond. And um, and so Jonathan is dressed up as Cameron, and he has to, like, do tricks for the little gala people. <laughs> uh, that scene was hilarious, because he was like, oh, God, I have to actually <laughs> be Cameron and be nice to people for a change. However, that lady needs to get slapped. I'm like, I don't care who you are. You don't, no, you don't disrespect. You don't say, you, oh, I love you, but disrespect my brother at the same time. How, how that works for you, really? <laughs> Not even a slap, just more of a, like, <laughs> a nice classy comeback. I really would love like a classy mm. comeback for some people. I'm not. I'm a not clown. the queen of it. Mm. I am intermediate. <laughs> I am a beginner. <laughs> but I need to. Somebody need to work on the classic comebacks because mm. that was wrong. Yeah, he needed a clap back. He should have said, "Am I a clown? Am I here to perform for you?" What? <laughs> 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 she scared her. You know, yeah. with, a, with, a, with a passion. God, are you God. entertained? Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was that was good. That was a good. I, I mean, I enjoyed that scene, like the annoyance that he had to perform like a monkey for them, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Well, let me think this through." And then he's like, "Look around to see who's paying attention." Mm-hmm. But I also thought I found it interesting because obviously Cameron was the one that was always the forefront, even though Jonathan would maybe finish the tricks. Right. I thought that dichotomy was very interesting to see him actually be the performer and yeah. be Cam for a second. That was cool. He also does a coin trick, which is the the, the thing is that they have their go tos. One is a card guy, one's a coin guy. So you see, he will always kind of one will lean to the one and one will lean to the other to the extent that Jack oh has mastered gosh. different tricks for Oh us. my gosh, yeah. Yeah. you guys, yeah. that's true. Every episode, Jonathan's with the coin and Cameron's always doing. Crazy stuff with cards. Yeah, they're, they're always they're slight. They're, they're slight they're I, I feel like we're getting the uh, deception bible <laughs> right here, people. No, I'll, give, I'll give you whatever you want to know. It's everything. It's everything. Right that is oh, that's yeah. so interesting. That's a detail that I think we you know it would take me three more episodes to get. That, <laughs> that's that's a good but, one. But it's also interesting going in the next week. It's like the person you know when they notice that it's Henri across the room looking over. It's like that's his brother looking at him doing tricks. You know, and it's like. That's the fun of next week's episode too. Is like we get we get we go behind the scenes, and kind of play that side of the story as well. So I, I think that like you know the the it's really fun to watch Jack and do these two parts because like in a way they're just for, it's so subtly different, but you really begin to you know it's like it's, it's just two different people. Exactly, and I think that grows with each episode because I think at first mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah, that's just yeah, Cameron with the orange jumpsuit on. <laughs> but then <laughs> as it grew, I was like, wow, he's yeah. really killing it. Each each episode, he's getting stronger and stronger with the diversity of the characters. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find that I'm curious about mm-hmm. is what comes first. Is it the magic trick or the mystery idea that you have, and which do you sort of? Um, taper off from so is it like do I want to do the Houdini hang upside or is it more about the mystery of the artist who turns out to be part of the conspiracy you know I, it's different either time it's, like, it's kind of neat it's like we come at it two different, different ways sometimes from the magic and sometimes from the story and usually the story is a part of it because 
at the beginning of the season, like David Kwong and uh, Francis Minotti are magicians, and David's one of the producers on the show, and he's also a puzzle guy. So all the puzzles in the show um, from last night, those are all puzzles that David created. No, we oh, saw them on Twitter, and yeah. I still didn't get it. I was like, oh, I'm like, I saw and this all, on TV, and I'm still getting Oh, no, I'm the same way, but I, they, they all make sense because I, I, I would get the, usually I get the visual effects, and I go like, oh, that looks good, and that's great, and make a small change here and there. And the puzzles, I was like, David. <laughs> Does this look correct? And he was like, mm, "No, this." You know, and he, so we would, he would, yeah. everything was fine tuned, and it was very much this puzzle solving mind that kind of was a part of that. So we we talk about all these things, and and the guys, the magicians, sat down with us writers, and they kind of go through it, and they figure out like you know, magic theory, magic ideas, different concepts that we want to get into, and so. For instance, black art was something what we knew about because it was a classic part of, uh, of magic going back, you know, more than a hundred years of like what you can do against the magic black drop is almost anything right. against a black black backdrop is almost anything. <laughs> right. And so and so we knew we wanted to kind of do a high tech version of that, and that kind of felt in that fell into that story, and those those two kind of joined together. Um, whereas when it came to ninety nine the fold of one, that was a theory that we knew about, but it wasn't until we came up with the idea of how Cameron is kidnapped. Because I was like, I've seen so many times where it's like, oh, he gets knocked on the back of the head, eh. or like you know, and the person gets grabbed. But I was like, what can we do different? And the, the idea of the, the Pokemon Go and using the the um, um, the octagon as a way to grab somebody, we thought that was you know that was neat, and that fell into this category of David going like, well, that's ninety nine the fold one. Is you have 99 people on a trick just to fool one person, and that's what gets into like the mic trick and all that stuff. So like we that was you know the the story first, magic second, but we can do it the other way around too. Interesting. I will say that somebody suspect for me in this episode was Jordan. I got mm. questions for Jordan. Uh, well, then you have to wait for next week. Because <laughs> no, my questions were like, are you in on this? Like, are you working the mystery woman? And why do you keep mm. nagging Mike about this? Like, dude, like, he's calm. Why? I feel like he's trying to, like, start, like, an issue when there's not an issue. Just <laughs> I feel like he, want, I thought he wanted... I When I saw the Jordan and um, Mike interaction, I always assumed that Mike and Gunther... I mean, that Jordan and Gunther are like, okay, we want Jonathan... Yeah. We want Jonathan to win, so yeah. we're gonna mess up your relationship yes. uh, any way oh. we can. Because okay. yeah. they're a because they're a family. Okay, you're good. Okay, don't worry. Because <laughs> they're a family, and why you'd want your brother to win? Yeah, the like woman that he yeah, likes. like yeah. Jordan seems like that bad stepkid who's like, well, you know, my daddy's coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, mommy doesn't really like you. Like, <laughs> She's just passing time till daddy gets back from you know from <laughs> time away from his vacation, <laughs> and then. He <laughs> they're going to be back together. I always thought he was trying to commiserate. I always, I, I, that's the way I, I, I see Jordan in that moment. It's just like that's his weird attempt at trying to commiserate with Mike and only making it worse. But I totally understand that perspective as well. Oh. Of like, you know, the idea is like maybe he's trying to salt his game a little bit. But <laughs> I, I, I think Gunter's more of a guy who probably would, you know, be totally game, you know, Totally on Jonathan's side. I think he'd oh, do he, it oh, yes. Jonathan. He, he Jonathan. He even told Mike, he's like, I will help him escape. He won't ask me to do it. But <laughs> if it comes down to it, know what side I'm choosing. Right. Exactly. He's upfront about it. Yeah, exactly. I respect that about him. I yeah. really do. He's like, that. He's like you kind of know what you get when you talk to Gunther. Like, seriously. He's, he's been a- in the wars. What war oh, was he in? How old was is he? I can't speak to that. <laughs> I can't speak to this whole war. Because I was like, Vietnam? Because he's British and he wouldn't go to Vietnam. No, maybe the Falklands. But he's too young. He's too, he's too old for the Falklands. Young for yeah. the Falklands. So. Right. It's confusing. We'll have to get in there. We'll have to get in there. Maybe it was the Magician Wars in 1988. <laughs> Very true, very true. Okay, so Jonathan cuts off his ankle bracelet, and they do another one of those 
switcheroos, which we do. You already kind of explained a lot of the magic already. So we do have a special segment that we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of explained it already. Um, where <laughs> no, we please, do, sorry. Where we do, and this actually goes into a question I have for you too. We do a segment in our show called Behind the Magic. Because one of the things that like I love but not so much love about deception is that like you all ruin magic tricks like every week. Oh, like, no, oh, no, no. I, I want to believe that the person is flying in the air. And so, <laughs> um, so what we do here to support you and what you're doing is we too ruin magic tricks for people every week. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so we try to, uh, or not ruin them, but explain them to those who want to find a future in magic. Um, so we kind of explain to them different magic tricks. So I've, and a few weeks ago we did ciphers, I think, because mm. David yeah. talked about swipe, ciphers in his tweet. But then it kind of came up now in this episode, so I wish we had done it this week. But um, <laughs> also, I was going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, black art, and but you already did, and you explained all that. So we did do that. But um, my question to you along those lines is, um, is that something you made a conscious decision to do? Like, every week we're going to explain these great magic tricks to people? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting because one of the things that we knew going into the show is that we could not ruin magic. It's like, you know, there's always going to be a difference between us talking about the theory of magic and some of the things that we do on the show. Okay. But it's like, but we actually have this thing, which is that the magicians, Francis and David, will write the script, will work on the story. And what they do is they essentially censor out. They, they kind of look at it and they go like, we can show this, we can't show that. You know, and okay. there's and the, Great. And the rule yeah. that we do is that if the trick is over a couple, 100 years old and nobody is using it, then yeah, we'll, like, like in our, um, uh, in our, um, uh, um, the uh, episode three where we do the mirror in the museum mm-hmm. that's right. bu- that's based on a very old hundred year old trick called the blue room and we even we, we even changed the name of it because we didn't want to give anything away but we knew that like th- like in the end it's like this is a trick that used to be done and it's an amazing trick but it's like not something that's done all the time you know and so the what the guys do is that we make certain that we're not ruining anything that a magician is doing today so if this okay. is a person's trick or if, uh, somehow they you know how they make their show and is a part of their show. We don't want to expose that. And a lot of also what we do is that we'll, you know, we'll give you the concept or the idea behind the magic, but we don't show you the mechanisms right. of the small yeah. individual pieces. So the guys get, they really get in there. So there's a lot of time where I'm like, you know, it's like, guys, what can we show of the Dakota chair? They can show this, <laughs> we can't show that. And I'm like, and what's great is, is that we went to go um, for, um, to screen the show at the Magic Castle, and I was so nervous. Because we did the, took the pilot there, and the Magic Castle is this crank. It's this very interesting, unique beautiful place. Beautiful pink castle that I just want to live in. And Giant <laughs> castle, and it's full of all these magicians, and they really loved and enjoyed the show, which was great. I mean, I think I think they, they they tapped into the fact that we wanted to, this. This is a celebration of magic. Mm-hmm. Our characters love magic. There's not a lot of us, you know. This is and that's what we wanted to do. But it, we have to be careful there. That is the line we walk. Well, that is so cool and exciting to hear because after at first, like the first couple episodes, I was like, what, what? We're- <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can never go see David Copperfield now, especially now that he's in a lawsuit. But after that lawsuit is over, yeah. I can go back now yeah. because he's he's still cool. So that is great. That's good to know. That I actually was a question of mine. I've been wanting forever. So. We have a question so in the Cam- chat. Oh. So is Cameron and Jonathan? Who are they based off of? As far as magicians. You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, from the very get-go, when we first started talking about the show, it's like I sat down with Greg, and he was like, you wanted to do a show about magic, and he had the idea um, of it, that twins would be the, that would be the center of the show. And, and we really kind of built off that idea of like, well, if you had this, nobody knew about the other brother, brother, who do those two guys become? And so they're built off a number of different characters and personalities. Essentially, I wanted Cameron to be this showman. I wanted Jonathan to be the much more cerebral Brother, so there's a bit of my personal life, just also from you know showbiz, 
you know, and there's a there's a there's a whole speech about show business in episode eight. Not that's the reason to watch it. There's much more exciting reasons to watch it. But it wouldn't hurt. It. But it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. You know? So, so for me, I just I, I you know I I just wanted to do a show. I, I love. I love you know you know these kind of bigger, larger than life characters, and kind of bringing Cameron into the world of police officers just felt like fun. So so there, there's a lot. It's an amalgam. <laughs> My smarter brother Andy is more like Jonathan, and I'm more like you know whatever I do. <laughs> he's, like, he's like I'm more like the attractive, sexy Cameron. <laughs> I'm exactly. He's the okay, what's yeah. the question from the chat? So I think this is more of a question for all of us because I don't know if you can actually reveal if it's true or not. But sure. Billy Jean in the chat wants to know: So did Detective Daniels let the woman go? That's a question I also have. So I'm curious: Like, what she do to mushroom woman? Did she tie her up? Zip tie her? Like she didn't have time, she so she had, had to run she had to back, go back inside. Absolutely, yeah. she let her go. Yeah. Absolutely, no, no, she had to race back Dang, inside. Why can't get, like why can't she have no memory spray here? Now stay down. Wait, <laughs> Kay would have memory spray. <laughs> that, like an FBI agent just has like. You know, they don't care. carry that. I don't. Think you they you could out, you could figure out a reason why she would somehow have it. <laughs> she could have blown her. She could have. I mean, she could have shot her. Maybe she could have shot her. Yeah, like she like, just shot her in the leg, to, like just slow her down. Mm-hmm. Like not like just Kate, a nice Kate. defensive wound that will like exactly. Yeah. Yes, but, but there was nice. cars and movement and things happening. It's like I was, it was always like you know we cut away from that scene. So I was usually in when when we're writing and also sometimes even in the cut there's like a much more elaborate version of how people get away and whatnot. <laughs> and in the end, it's like you have forty three minutes, so it's just like and you're right, right. you're right into your. So there, there, there was a very practical reason why she couldn't shoot her in that moment and like end the show. You can't just like hit it with the butt of the gun. I'm just saying. Well, they were too far apart. You know, something maybe twenty feet. Well, I know? got a gun and you don't, so I figured like if I, if I <laughs> rush you real quick. Meanwhile, she's like, she's yeah. like, well, yeah, but you have like thirty seconds to save your partner. There so you what go. you gonna do? Oh, and the radios yeah. are down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. You heard my heart. wouldn't do that. Kay yes. is a rule follower. She's a rule follower. And what happens? She really shoots not anybody. Be, unless not it's trying to be funny, but uh, you know, because I love Kay. But in at least half the episodes, the bad guys drive away. There's always a scene where she's like standing there with the gun, and they like ride away, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my gosh, Cameron, they got away again." <laughs> so, <Kay's, laughs> what am I supposed to do? No, that sounds like poor writing. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. The writing no. is great. Kay's <laughs> wild that they drive so fast. I I think, there was two epi- I think there was two episodes where we had Cameron knocked out at the end of Act 4. So I'm like, all right, okay. Kate away doesn't seem to like to use her gun. I almost think there's something along with the backstory of her sister where mm-hmm. she doesn't want to sh- She really tries to not shoot people. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Now, I one thing, I, this was a small detail that I thought was like a joke, right? Was when um, Mike was taking Jonathan, before they, you know, get him back, for the jewelry heist, when Mike is taking Jonathan to see Dina for the last time or whatever, and he's like, gives him the key to the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. I'm like insulted now because I'm like, do you know this is episode seven? Like, why are you putting handcuffs on magicians to begin with? Because we know from the first episode this is like their thing. Yeah. And so Jonathan just was like, thanks. And I'm like, come on, you guys. I thought that was like a joke. I was like, that's hilarious. It probably was a joke because I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure dude knows how to get out some handcuffs. (laughs) Like, I understand your frustration with that because I'm just like, you put a magician in some handcuffs. Do you really believe he can't get out of this? Like, if he really chose to? The magician that you've been... With his twin brother for the past, I don't know how many episodes with the rest of us. We've seen him get out of 
still be handcuffed. I'd be like, Jonathan, why? Yeah, I mean, I... I was very cute, though. I really liked it. I get to make my point now, right? I think Jonathan, like, at that point, he was like, you know, I'll let... Matt, Mark, Mike, you know, have Yeah, whatever his name is. I'll tell you how this moment, like, right I'm like, oh, you just gonna take back to jail with these handcuffs on. Okay, cool. Dude, you know you're not good for her. I mean, I'm not good for her, too. But... But yeah, you use the word protocol wow. and you corny. <laughs> He's gonna steal her away. You try to out magic me. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Jonathan, when he walked out of that jail, was just... I was like, ooh. I was like, woo. Cameron couldn't get it, but Jonathan, you take Jonathan, I'll take Cameron. It'll be good. Y'all can fight over Jonathan. I'll take Cameron. It'll be okay. He needs all the love he can get in this. Okay. Cameron's got some good glamour moments coming up in the next episode. All right. All right, you guys. So he's not dead. Okay, hold on, you guys. Before we go there. Before we go there. I almost cried. I was super upset. All right, you guys. Stop, stop, stop before we get out of here. Okay, so, all right, so at the end of the scene, Kay rushes back, and um, Jonathan is trying to save everybody. Now, here's my thing, too, also about that, is that, like, I, were you all shocked that that was Cameron behind no. the mask? Because the whole time I was like, well, obviously it's a mask, and, like, who wears a disguise every episode? I don't know, Cameron. So, <laughs> so there's no spoiler alerts there, people. Um, but uh, so he, he saved everyone, and then you know, Gunther's like, "Well, Andre deserves it." And then all of a sudden, Cameron's like, "I'm melting," and, uh, <laughs> but not in such a funny way. Like for a moment there, I was almost like, "Is Cameron dead?" For like a second. But then we've killed Cameron like three, four times on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least twice. So I'm kind of like. Well, I mean, he lost all the oxygen. Like, yeah. that can kill you. That will kill you. That will yeah, kill you. Yeah, that's real. Wait, wait, time on time. He was shot before. Like, come on, you guys. This but is the thing. But if he died, then that means... Cameron would then Jonathan would be able to switch with him and then Jonathan would be free and then it would be like all this angry I should have revenge for the murder of my brother <laughs> revenge okay well <laughs> alright you guys so <laughs> very close to exactly what we do exactly what we do I'm just gonna spoil the rest of the season oh alright so we're gonna do um, let's do some news and gossip before we get up out of here right quick news and gossip All right, so everybody has mostly been, like, uh, getting it together for these double episodes. But Mike uh, actually is really friends with Ava Longoria, actually. Ava Longoria. And he, like, he does, I think he even went on vacation with her at one point. But this particular photo (laughs) is from when she got her um, Hollywood star of fame like a couple weeks ago on the Walk of Fame or whatever. And so he was out there hanging out with her. And also he um, was kicking it in um, Dominican Republic for a vacation. But I figured that's his private business. So I'm not going to put it up here. <laughs> that was in his live. So I couldn't send that. But uh, <laughs> that's what's going on with him. Did any of you guys have any news and gossip you want to add? Yeah. Oh, hey. Are any of the men single on the show asking for a friend? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm a maybe a Maori. I'm not quite sure. Okay. We'll let you guys know about that. Actually, actually, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm desperate. I'm out of my depth at the moment, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, you guys. All right, so we'll let you know who's available next week. Um, <laughs> 
we're gonna bribe him. We're gonna bribe him with uh, cupcakes, so we'll find out. Um, all right, you guys. So um, before we get up out of here, so at the end of this episode, this is um, you know going to be a two part episode that's going to be back on Sunday. Um, Jonathan is able to pull out everybody, but Cameron is in there, and you know, and it looks like Cameron is losing oxygen. You guys, maybe Cameron might be dead. <sighs> Okay, so so now what we're gonna do party people, and we can't wait to hear what Chris has to say. I can't wait. The next segment of our show is predictions. I'm gonna give you everything. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, you guys. So take it away, Cherry. We'll start with you. My prediction is that they will have a major love fest with Dinah, and there'll be a major triangle, and they'll both try and kiss her, and she'll be like, "No, I can't." Yes, I can. <laughs> Ooh, what kind of show is this? Okay. <laughs> great ideas. <laughs> this is not HBO, boo. Okay. Now, like go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if I follow that. Yes, um, you can. You, you can. <laughs> um, my predictions, I really am interested, like, if the mystery woman turned Cameron or if he faked the fact that he turned, because, you know, when Billy Zane was on there, he said... She she opened my eyes, she showed me a world I didn't know like existed almost. So I'm really interested how because I'm like dude like you apparently went along with it you put on your mask you were on re I need to know why and I need to know like what happened but prediction wise definitely mystery woman has something to do with their past and I legit want to know who the daddy is their All daddy right. Chris what can you predict from your knowing knowledge <laughs> it's kind of scary because I know everything yeah. <laughs> I just pitched season two I mean it's great yeah, I have so much information <laughs> for you guys um, well, I do want to say one thing is like Jack actually um, this is more in the, the previous segment Jack's been doing a Instagram post um, showing um, some magic stuff that he's been doing at home with um, uh, with David Kwong and oh, it's cool. really super cool so if you guys get a chance it's really fun to go check that out yes um, we will do that and then the other thing I am uh, um, so what I'll say about the show is next week's episode is probably the biggest craziest most exciting thing we've done all season you know not only are we going to flip the um, uh, the perspective and kind of see this whole thing from Cameron's perspective you know we're going to have some really fun exciting set pieces we also have a <clears throat> swimsuit in the episode that caused ABC's minds to explode in their you know standard <laughs> and practices department so you've got a lot of things to look forward to you know it's like um, and yeah. the action is just amazing um, uh, it's um, uh, Brim Malone wrote that episode um, I should also say that 107 um, was written by Johnny Norris and um, what else can I say it's like there's a um, uh, it's it, I, I, I couldn't have been prouder it's, it's a lot of fun and um, uh, and um, please come and uh, please watch it's like um, uh, 10 o'clock Sunday night and um, it, you know we're uh, you know we, we you know, everyone I just you know Get in there and watch it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, my prediction is going to be, I think eventually we're going to get back to Kay and her sister and something going on from Kay's past. Hopefully, Kay, too, has a crazy ex. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think. And I do. I was, yes, that's happening. <laughs> and again, you guys, I am all about Jonathan and the prison violence. So I do believe, <laughs> I do believe after Jonathan is kicking it in his cute clothes, he's going to have some more issues with Winslow or whatever. The big, <laughs> the big mean black um, prison mate that's trying to have his back and whatever, whatever. So I think Jonathan is going to have some more bigger prison issues because he's been kicking it. He has a great life to be a prisoner so I think he's going to have to pay the price. Um, all right, you guys. So we're wrapping it up. This has been an amazing, amazing episode. And thank you so much, Chris, for thank being you. here with us. Um, so before we get out of here, we're going to give you guys... Um, 
all our information. Again, my name is Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. And Chris, if they were to hopefully run into you on the street or however you want people to know <laughs> mail. how to mail find to you. Mail to Warner Brothers. <laughs> Paper mail. Um, oh, actually, I do. Um, the, the, we have a writer's um, uh, Twitter account. Uh, I have no idea what it is, but um, uh, we will... Um, uh, um, I usually answer to that as well. So th- yes, yes. We'll let you guys know what that is uh, shortly or by next week for sure because this is amazing and we had a blast. So we'll tweet it out later on tonight, you guys. Hey, guys. You can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram and Riverdale tonight at 10. Check it out. Yay. Cheryl about to go crazy and I'm all for it. That's all I have to say. Yay. <laughs> and... My name is Cherry underscore LA. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And the Deception Writer Room is Deception Writer at Twitter. Yay, yay, yay. So tweet at Chris all day, all night long. He loves that. (laughs) I'm just joking. These are just jokes, people, but if it's urgent, do it. All right, you guys, this has been an amazing show. Thank you so much. Buzz you later, people. Thank you, guys. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 